Twitter Live, doing Twitter Live. Been a minute. Look alive, Twitter. Look alive, Twitter Live. You're on Twitter Live. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard. Special afternoon, evening-ish edition of Human Events with Jack Poso. And yeah, I got the court documents in the Kansas City shooting. So now these documents are come to us because... It's unsealed on the two new shooters who have been charged and identified with this thing based on the fact that they're older than 21. They're claiming, media is claiming, that they're not going to release the names of the younger shooters because they're under 21. Had no problem with naming Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, even though he was under 21, as I pointed out yesterday. And a lot of people decided to steal my tweet off of that. But now we have the names of two now we have the names of two more shooters that were involved in this thing who were over 21. But more importantly, we have the information as to why this happened. So I can tell you the true story of what happened at the Kansas City Super Bowl shooting with, of course, all the caveats. This is according to the police department. This is according to the district attorney uh, called the, the county prosecutor there in, um, in Kansas City. So... We got it based off of them. Here we go. So Detective Grant Spiking states that on Valentine's Day in Kansas City, Jackson County, Lindell Mays, a black male, con committed one or more criminal offenses, felony murder, and armed criminal action. So... At the time of the shooting, there's this, so there's different witnesses who were interviewed, and one witness was called Witness 9. So the witnesses are not identified in this, but here we go. Witness 9 was present at the time of the shooting. She stated that herself and Lindell Mays were at Kessler Road and Pershing Road. Uh, we obviously know, we know this was during the parade. She stated that a group of four males approached Lindell Mays, and one of the males asked Lindell what he was looking at because they didn't know him. Mays told Witness 9 he did not know who the individuals in the group were. Witness 9 stated one of the individuals had a backpack with a firearm hanging out of it. Again, they're at a parade with firearms hanging out of their backpacks. According to Witness 9, the two individuals pulled their firearms from their backpacks. So now we've got two individuals with firearms in their backpacks that have now been pulled out at the parade. Witness 9 tried to pull Lindell Mays away so they could leave. Remember, we heard there was a witness who went on CBS News, and the witness to CBS had said that he heard a woman, a female voice, stating, um, don't do it, not here, right before the shooting took place. When she turned back around, she saw the group shooting at Mays. And I want to, I want to read that, that line again. When she turned around... She saw the group shooting. So a group of people shooting at Mays. Mays was the guy she was there with. She clarified and stated the incident happened fast and she only saw the individuals with their firearms out but could not see who was shooting. After the individuals started shooting at Mays, Mays pulled out his own pistol and started returning fire. Witness 9 started to run away. And when she looked back at Mays, she observed him fall to the ground. She ran to Mays and observed him suffering with apparent gunshot trauma. A still photo from a surveillance video at the scene was shown to Witness 9. Surveillance video? Surveillance video? So now we know there was a surveillance video of the shooting. 
Because I tweeted yesterday, how come we only have two or three videos of this thing? This was a Super Bowl parade in America's heartland with thousands of people there. Where's all the video? Where's the video of the actual shooting? You get these weird videos of people running away. You get these videos of, you know, people, you know, kind of responding or the aftermath. Where's the actual video of the shooting? Now we know there's civilians. Of course, there's surveillance video of the shooting. Isn't out. Got to FOIA that. So I'm going to talk to, to Post Millennial about FOIA, putting in a FOIA for that. Witness 9 a positively identified Maze by circling him on the photo. Witness 9 positively identified herself by circling herself. She was observed wearing a red long-sleeved shirt. So if you see someone, a, a female with a red long-sleeved shirt in any of these videos, that's what we need to look for. That is Witness 9. Uh, or excuse me, blame my last. Mays was wearing the red long sleeve shirt. Witness nine was wearing a white long sleeve shirt. So two long sleeve shirts. So red and white, those are your Kansas City colors. So it makes sense. The red is Mays. The white shirt is witness nine. Detectives interviewed witness nine's boyfriend, witness 13. He stated that a group of individuals approached, approached Mays and witness nine, and they began arguing about why they were staring at each other. So all of this started over a couple of guys arguing over, over staring at each other. That's why a dozen children were shot at a Super Bowl parade in America's heartland in Kansas City. Two groups of people were staring at each other. One of the individuals had a backpack and he could see a firearm inside. Witness 13 stated at no time did the individual touch the firearm or make any threatening statements. Witness 13 also stated none of the individuals in the approaching group made threatening statements to him, Witness 9, or Mays. Detectives reviewed surveillance video and observed Mays and Witness 9 standing near the intersection just to the north. They saw Mays get into a ver verbal confrontation with a group of individuals standing near him. Mays started to approach. Yeah, you looking at me, someone in the comments. You looking at me, looking at me. Uh approach the individuals in an aggressive manner, at which time Witness 9 puts her hand on Mays in an attempt to stop him further. Witness 9 and Mays continue to verbally argue with the individuals in the group. Mays backs up, continues yelling at the individuals, pointing his finger at them in an angry manner. Mays circled behind a person and pulled out a handgun with his right hand and pointed it at one of the individuals, later identified as, this part is redacted, at this time, at this time... None of the other individuals appeared to have produced a firearm. So Mays was the one, was the individual who got into it with this group. He was the first one to pull his gun out. Mays was chasing, and again, redacted, another person redacted, uh, while pointing his gun at him. The other individuals in their group then pulled out their firearms and pointed them in the direction of Mays and started shooting. Uh, the individual that Mays was chasing is seen running away. Mays was unarmed and appeared to be unarmed. Mays continued to chase the person as he was running away, and Mays appeared to be shooting at the individual. Mays then appeared to get struck by gunfire and falls to the ground. The individuals involved flee the area. So he's chasing. So Mays is chasing after this other guy, uh, who presumably is this person, and they were staring at each other. Some ridiculous. Uh, you know, thing, maybe they had a prior relationship, maybe they, um, you know, something, we can all speculate, right? But, you know, some reason these two people start going at it and uh, whatever, for whatever reason, that's not in the probable cause statement. Individuals flee the area. 
Witness 9 runs up to Mays and immediately strikes him with her fist in an angry manner two times just to the north of Mays, the deceased victim, is observed lying on the ground suffering, suffering from apparent gunshot trauma. Uh, of course, we know this was the, the one female, uh, the DJ, who was shot and killed in the altercation. Uh, just a, a horrific, entirely horrific situation that they're running through the crowd shooting indiscriminately, chasing someone who wasn't even armed because he didn't like the way he was looking at him uh, and shooting indiscriminately. Then his friends came out and were also shooting indiscriminately. Uh, I'll pull down a little, a little bit more himself. Oh my goodness. Listen, to, listen, you have to hear this. You actually have to hear this. Then May said, Mays acknowledged May's original, okay, okay, sorry, I'm jumping around. Mays originally said that he didn't fire his gun. This is amazing. Fired his gun. There are bullets from his gun at the scene. The police have the bullets. The police have the video. Mays still lies and says he didn't fire his gun. So he lies to police say he didn't fire his gun. He agrees to give a statement. He stated, um, you know, he gives a statement and said that he didn't, didn't fire. Then they show him the video, which proves he lied. And then he admits that he did. Listen to this. Mays was shown a still photo from the surveillance video of him pointing a gun at one of the individuals. When asked what the individual was doing, he was pointing a gun at, Mays said that the individual was running away. This line is chilling. This line is absolutely chilling. Mays stated that he hesitated shooting because he knew there were kids there. May stated they all could have had guns, so he randomly picked one of the individuals to target because he was in fear of someone else's life, even though, of course, he was the one who pulled his gun out first. Mays confirmed that he drew the gun first in a crowd of people with children, picked one of the individuals in the group at random, and started shooting, all because they said, I'm going to get you, and to him, that meant I'm going to kill you. Mays stated the other individuals started shooting only after Mays shot first. Mays initially stated he didn't think he shot his gun. When Mays was advised he did shoot, he replied that he didn't hit anything. So I guess it doesn't count if he didn't hit anything, that he, if he thought he didn't hit anything, but he knew it was still bad. Mays said that he shot only one time. He then said maybe two times. When asked why Mays was advancing on them to begin with, he replied, Stupid man, just pulled a gun out and started shooting. I shouldn't have done that, just being stupid. When reminded that the person Mays was shooting at was running away from him, Mays replied, I know. Mays confirmed he shot first and shot two times. Mays acknowledged that he shouldn't have pulled a gun out. This incident occurred in the middle of a very large crowd of people who were there celebrating the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. At this time, there have been 25 victims by gunfire, injured by gunfire, resulting from this incident with one victim being fatally shot. Uh, then they, it talks about finding the, the shell casings, the Glock 9mm handgun, uh, and apparent blood where Mays fell on the ground after being shot. The magazine contained six live 9mm rounds in a 15-round capacity magazine and with a live round in the chamber. A computer check, and this is the clear, this is the most important part, folks. A computer check revealed that the firearm was stolen. That it was a stolen firearm. 
in a gang-style shooting that was used. A stolen firearm. A stolen firearm. So you remember that. Every time that you get told, every time that you get told, oh, it's the gun laws, oh, it's the gun laws. Nope. Stolen firearm. Stolen firearm. So there you go. I'm actually going to tweet that out because, yeah, we know this story. Yeah, in the comments, people are saying, you know, say bye to this story. Oh, yeah, it's it's gone. This story is G-O-N-E gone. Not only because it doesn't fit the narrative because it's not the right shooter, but also because stolen firearm. All right, so that's, yeah, I'm going to put this out. <laughs> Someone said, yeah, they should make it illegal to steal guns. I agree. They should make it illegal to steal guns. Why isn't it, we should make law, you know what else we should do? We should make laws against murder while we're at it. Hey, anybody thought about that? We should ban murder. Can't do, can't do a murder anymore. Nope. Murder, that's against the law. Against the law. Someone says they're buying another pillow after this. Well, I'm certainly not going to discourage you of that. Promo code post if there are no other promo codes. But yeah, this is huge. Absolute, absolute killer for, obviously a killer for, you know, in reality, but it's a killer for the narrative. It was a stolen Glock 9mm that started the Kansas City shooting. And I'm sure once we go through and find the other guns and find out the information on the other guns, which of course is being sealed, the same way that the surveillance video is out there, that the surveillance video is out there and they're not giving it to us. Kansas City Police Department, Jackson County prosecutors, Kansas City Mayor, and the Kansas City Mayor is going so far to say, you are racist. You are racist if you ask to see evidence of who shot up the Super Bowl. Can we see, can we see some, can we see some mug shots? Can we get some evidence? Can we get some information? There might be a little bit of public interest to see what happened here. They are gonna make this story go away. They're going to try to make this story go away or make this narrative go away because they don't want this out there. They don't want this out there at all. They do not want people talking about this. They're going to do everything. A stolen gun. A stolen gun did this. And I, to be clear, a, a, a stolen gun was used in a gang style shooting. All because somebody looked at someone the wrong way. Now, we don't even know at this point if these are gang members. That's why I'm saying gang style, being, being serious, right? We should take it seriously. But a gang style shooting, gang style street, street shooting, because somebody looked at someone the wrong way. And then he was chasing someone down the street who was on, I mean, he's been charged, they both been charged with murder, these two guys. Um, the others who were charged, I believe it was on weapons charges, I'm not sure yet, the juveniles. And then we're also told that the FBI is looking for a third person who was involved because, again, based on these statements, these documents, there was a group of people, all right? The statements that we have in this document state that it was a group of people. We also know that there's a surveillance video out there somewhere, which I will definitely be talking to Post Millennial about issuing a FOIA about. So where's, where's the video? Can we see the video? Would it be possible to see a video? The police all over the place. Remember, the, the, that Super Bowl parade was crawling with police, which, okay, I'm just going to say it. If that was crawling with police, nobody notices there's a guy who walks up with a handgun hanging out of his backpack. 
if you were looking at the situation in the first place, wouldn't you be looking for people with backpacks as potentially, oh, I don't know, a threat? You know, I don't just say that because I'm a prior Navy intelligence officer. I'm saying that because that's exactly who you want to be on the lookout for. I'm not, I'm not saying that everybody with a backpack is a threat, but it, you know, it is what it is. When you're working in security, when you're working in an event like the Super Bowl, Super Bowl parade, you know what's going on, right? That's obviously a target for terrorism. That's obviously a target for mass shootings. That's obviously a target for what we have here. All right? And gangs are all over Kansas. Gangs are all over the city of Kansas City. Okay. And on Google Maps, the, the gangs are so bad in Kansas City. That first of all, they call it Killa City. They've been calling it Killa City for 10 years, 20 years, really. Uh, KC, Killa City. And they have, I kid you not, they have Google Maps where the residents of Kansas City have been drawing, you know, drawing the various territories for the gangs out. Because they know that people are going to, you know, wander into the area. And so my initial read on it, my initial read, I was saying, like, how come you don't know if, you know, this wasn't like a couple rival gang members who see each other at the parade? Yeah, we got someone in the comments right now. Kansas City has KC Scout cameras all over the city. Surveillance cameras are all over the city. You know there's surveillance footage of this. Don't even tell me for a second there's none. This isn't on CCTV somewhere. No, it's out. But they won't tell us. They won't tell us. They won't show us. They're hiding up the information. They're protecting the shooters, the the juvenile shooters. And the minute, the minute you say anything about trying to get some information, which we have today now because we have these court documents, they'll call you racist. Yes, someone's pointing out to what if there were no drones. There was nothing. Of course there were drones. Of course the police department would have drones. You probably also had, because this was... You know, this would be considered a high risk for terrorism incident. I'm sure there were FBI there. I'm sure there were Department of Homeland Security there. I'm sure there were any number of law enforcement to include federal law enforcement. We know the federal law enforcement's involved because the FBI is looking for this uh, this other shooter who's who's gone missing. Okay, so we know. How is there this big of a concerted effort? Well, to answer your question, it's it's because. It doesn't fit the narrative. And we know that law enforcement plays into narrative games. And how do we know that? Well, because last week, last week, we had a situation on our hands where Joel Osteen Church, Lakewood Church, had a transgender shooter or someone who was gender fluid or whatever you want to call it, came in, shot up the place with her seven-year-old son, who's now been lobotomized. He lost his frontal lobe. And they're still not even sure if, you know, he's going to survive physically um, in the shooting. And the police conducted an investigation into her preferred pronouns to make sure that they wouldn't offend her, even though she shot up a church and was already dead. So the police had to make sure that they didn't offend the church shooter whose shooting led to a child being shot in the brain. The same way they're making the media, by the way, locally. And, and by the way, so if the government's saying, okay, the names are, can't come out, the names can't come out because they're juveniles, it'd be legal to, to put that information. Okay, fine. What about the media? What about the media then? Media have any problem naming Nick Salmon, uh, Holden Armenta, who, by the way, that was in Kansas City. The nine-year-old Kansas City Chiefs fan, Holden Armenta, who painted his face with the team colors, and they said he was racist. Turns out he's Native American, believe it or not. Holden Armenta 
nine years old, and they didn't have a problem naming him, and they didn't have a problem naming Kyle Rittenhouse. So we know what's going on here. We know why there's an attack. We know why there's people are being protected. It's not just owned oh, there because they're dealing with us. No, no. The media are not bound by any of these gag orders, the way the government is, the way the courts are. The media could be, I, and I just got all that, and I'm sitting here in Washington, D.C., getting all that information out. And I just, okay, we have this guy, Lindell Mays. Okay, go find his Facebook, right? Find his girlfriend. See if, go find a picture of the person with, remember I said Mays is in the red, the red shirt. The girlfriend, Witness 9, is in the white shirt. So go find out what she looks like from the videos that have come out, if you can find them. Then, see if you can find a girl who looks like that on the Facebook. Now you can start identifying people. It's really not that hard. We can all do this right now if you wanted to. I'm not saying you should. Maybe we will. Right? But why is it that nobody in Kansas City journalism or national journalism anywhere wants to actually do any? There's a reason why. Because it doesn't fit the narrative. They wanted this to be MAGA. They wanted this to be related to the election. They wanted this to be political. And I'll tell you something else. The media gets off on this stuff when it's political or extremism or a school shooting. Media loves it. Media always names those shooters. Think of it. Every time there's a school shooting and the shooter is under 18, doesn't the media always tell you their name? All the way back to Columbine. The media has done this again and again and again and will always do it because those seek Unfortunately, and they shouldn't, by the way, if I would love if this were the standard for all, sh all mass shootings, like I would love that, but we know it's not. And so to explain the media response to you is to understand how the media operates and to understand that story selection bias plays a huge role in the media's power. It's actually their most powerful weapon of all story selection bias. Cause you notice even conservatives aren't really talking about this story. Okay. So even right-wing media, even alternative media, Barely even talking about the story. Only the post-millennial and, and human events, as far as I can tell. Right? And a couple people, you know, lifting our stuff. I'll tell you why. Because it didn't fit the narrative. And so if it's a story that fits the narrative, and they get to use it against MAGA, they get to use it in extremism, they'll, then they will name it as much as possible. If they, can, if they can use it to go after guns, then you're going to hear everything about it. But if you have a situation like this, which unfortunately... For them, because I know statistics in this country, and because I actually read crime reports and FBI statistics, this is how a lot of shootings begin in inner cities in the United States on a regular basis, where children are shot week after week after week. And we don't talk about it. We just all kind of like shrug our shoulders and say, oh yeah, yeah, Philly's a you know, killing field, Baltimore, yeah, yeah, if it's Killy Field since the wire. Wire came out 20 years ago, 25 years ago, right? Baltimore's just gotten worse. Philly's just gotten worse. New York City, you see what's happened in New York City? Flooded, overcrowded with migrants, criminals. No one does anything. Chicago, LA, you guys know, you've heard it a million times. But my point is, is the media portrayal of it. The media will claim... That MAGA is violent. The media will claim that Christian nationalism is violent. There's all these violent tendencies, violent ideas out there. When you hear it, yeah, a guy in the comments here, Yilong, is saying, 
Um, Nimrata Haley never, didn't even say one word about the shooting. She only attacked Trump today. Didn't even mention it. Super Bowl parade shooting. Actual crime that's faced by actual American citizens on a regular basis in this country. And there's just no interest in it. There's no curiosity. There's no backup. There's nothing. Nothing for you. And you get these fake portrayals of homicide on all the, you know, all the cop shows. And they all talk about like a white collar murder and, you know, white collar murder mystery. and Oh, it's the murder mystery and true crime podcasts. You know, I've always said the true crime community is, <laughs> said the true crime community is, is cancer. And, and Sword and Shield always gets upset when I say it. But it's true. Maybe not him. But for the rest of them, it's true. Because they never talk, they want to talk about like, oh, how can we get Rodney Reed off of, you know, how can we get Rodney Reed off death row, even though the DNA proves that Rodney Reed did what all the you know police officers said he did? No, no, they won't do it. They want to use and focus on crimes that go after law-abiding Americans, while at the same time giving a pass to criminals. This is the problem. This is the problem. We can't, how are we gonna have an honest conversation about crime in this country until we have an honest conversation about who is committing crime and how crime is committed, the types of crimes that are committed. No, but they'll run around and use play, they'll play politics, they'll play games, they'll blame violence on, you know, MAGA and me and Steve Bannon and Donald Trump and all the thing, you know, all the people that they hate, Vladimir Putin, right? You know, oh, we gotta care so much about, you know, some Terrible thing happened thousands of miles away from the United States. Meanwhile, Julian Assange is rotten to death in prison. Nobody seems to care about that. Same people who care about Navalny don't go any time for Julian Assange rotting to death in prison because of U.S. and U.K. governments. But eh, no issue with that. No, guy was a blogger who released government documents. Totally First Amendment protected. Nobody cares. So what I'm trying to do here is give you an insight and an actual increase in your media literacy. Because it's not just about the stories they cover, it's about the stories they don't cover. It's about what they cover up. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission. Later.